<laughs> hey, what's up? It's Rick Dees. And the day my life got organized is the day I met Dr. J. Lamar Gray, the doctor of organization, right here. Wait a minute. Stop everything. He's number one. Maybe bribes and kickbacks and mafia payoffs are how you do business, but they are not part of the legitimate business world. Everybody, wherever you may be, and welcome to the Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world. I'm bringing you the business news, business issues, and business talk you really care about. So it's time to say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. Here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. I demand more. Thank you, thank you, Dr. J. I need it, and I'm gonna have it. Stand tall, boy. Have some respect for yourself. Look at me. I'm going to make something of myself, and one day I'm going to be somebody. The doctor is in live across the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. My website, strictlybizbizshow.com, and a host of streaming platforms near you. It's another exciting week in the Strictly Business Universe email address. Dr. J, D-O-C-T-O-R-J, at strictlybizshow.com. Instagram, strictly Dr. J, and we are here for a strictly Super Bowl pregame show, if you will, Mike G. Please don't sue us, NFL. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I should have got you... Got you to get ready the piece from LL Cool J. It's the sport of kings, better than diamond rings. That's why we always play football. Remember that? That's a good song, yeah. All right. So uh, from the soundtrack Wildcats, which we'll talk about later with Leo the Film Freak. So, okay, this Super Bowl, not this Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is the second largest eating holiday behind thanksgiving i don't know why it's a holiday just like i don't know how valentine's day is a holiday it's just man it's no government support behind this thank god can you imagine if the government made valentine's day a actual holiday we'd be in jail if you didn't comply but pizza hut this is their busiest day of the year I don't know why, but it is. <laughs> Domino's Pizza delivers about 2 million pies on Super Sunday, up from 30% from the typical God-fearing Jesus Sunday. Uh, Wingstop, they rank this day as one of their top five sales days of the year. And you got Fat Brands, which owns Hurricane Grill and Wings, Buffalo Cafe, and Buffalo's Express locations. They sell half a million chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday. And now Church's Chicken, for crying out loud, has <laughs> gotten to the act. They're going to be selling chicken tenders and wings, and they have a special menu item called the Texas Tenders and Shrimp Meal for today only. Yeah, I said shrimp. This was created for um, customers who observed Lent even though Lent starts October 
February 17th. Mike G, are you going to uh, participate in any of these? Are you cooking yourself? Uh, I probably cook myself. I mean, you mean, well, you know, it's it's an abnormal Super Bowl year, as everybody knows. You know, normally, you know, get the whole crew together, you know, a little potluck going on. Some people bring over some queso, some wings. We usually end up uh, ordering some pizza, you know, but I think this year, because, you know, we're not really hanging out, I, I think it might be a Chinese food day today, uh, Dr. Dr. J. Really? Yeah, yeah. Chinese on Super Bowl Sunday? I like to live outside the box. <laughs> well, you won't be living outside the box, literally, with Chinese food. That's for sure. What do you take? Some shrimp fried rice and uh, what? Some uh, ribs uh, or something? No, I'll do some chicken chow mein. I'll do some char siu. I'll do some, you know, maybe some Szechuan chicken with some peppercorns. I'm a big Chinese food guy. Oh, yeah, me too. I'll do, uh, I, well, I'll do some ribs today. I'll cook some ribs myself today. I'm a big rib guy. And uh, beef and pork. So after the show, I'll get on that. But uh, I'm not really, ex- you know, it's a busy day for people. I mean, people are, I, I suspect there'll be a <laughs> a new uh, surge in the numbers because people just can't stay at home and get through anything. So as far as the uh, damn-demic goes, I think that we may see some spikes in numbers because I see people trying to get together. Yeah, and also I, I, I'm seeing too that this, the Monday after the Super Bowl is one of the most called in to, to work sick days of the year. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what's interesting Dr. J, I just got a, a text from uh, one of our producers saying that they want to do some pre-records uh, for tomorrow, so I guess uh, that's going around the, this office too. So, <laughs> What do you need to take tomorrow off for? I mean, everybody's online. What are they calling in sick for? No uh, excuse. I don't know, Dr. You J. You can hold your Barrel while you go on Zoom meetings. Yeah, we need to tighten this shit up. Anyway, so, okay, you heard about the big um, Kroger situation in uh, foodie business. Kroger is is shutting down the Ralphs and a food for less in Long Beach. In my former neck of the uh, hoods, I uh, spent a lot of time in North Long Beach, and I lived in downtown Long Beach off Six and Pine when the rent was like 600 bucks a month. It's got to be 1500 a month for one bedroom now. And uh, it's a shame. They're saying that because they're the Long Beach City Council wants them to give their employees heroes pay for employers who employ more than 300 employees nationwide. FYI, Ralph's has 450,000 people. And this is the heroes pay that everybody's getting on board with. I mean, Target got on board. They belly ached their way through it. Walmart's got on board and Ralph's has a problem with it and they don't want to do it. So the Ralph's on 3380. North Los Coyotes Street and the Food for Less at 2185 East South Street are going to close April 17th. I think it's a bluff. I really do believe they're bluffing because the numbers on the store, the Ralph store there, they want to close, had like a 30% increase in sales last year. The Food for Less had a 27 increase in sales, 27%. And Kroger overall nationwide has got 90% increase in sales because restaurants aren't open and through the pandemic, people are eating at home. So they don't say they can't afford it. It's just they don't want to do it. And if you look at the books, if you're wondering, uh, Ralph's revenue last uh, 2019 was $121 billion. Their whole portfolio is billions. Operating income is only $2 billion. Net income is $3.11 billion. Total assets, $38 billion. Total equity, 7.88 billion so they got the money so i think they're bluffing i'm calling your bluff krogers and ralph you're not going to close this place down you got people in the community who are working there 
And and people who bag your groceries and shelves, they don't drive two hours to do that. They live in the community. So I dare you, Kroger, Dr. J is calling your bluff, baby. It ain't going to happen, suckers. So don't get all upset. Let's call their bluffs together. Kroger, you're bluffing. I can assure you of that. You are bluffing. I'm calling your bluff on behalf of workers who work for Kroger's Food for Less and Rouse. Yeah, this it seems Kroger has got some interesting politics at the corporate level. I mean, they're not only are they fighting this, which is absolutely egregious, because I mean, the one thing that your workers out there, grocery workers, it's like grocery workers and people that work in meatpacking and ag are the people that are getting COVID the most. But also it should be noted too, in 2014, the Mom Demand Action Gun Sense in America, it's a gun control group, they asked Kroger to like, hey, you know, can you please stop allowing open carry in your Kroger stores in certain states, Ohio, Texas, and others that have open uh, carry laws? And Kroger pretty much said, quote, it's up to the local legislators to decide to do uh, that. So we follow local laws. We ask our customers to be respectful to other people that they're shopping with, uh, but we're still going to allow, allow local law, uh, if local law permits, open carry in the market. So it seems like uh, Kroger is wearing their politics on their sleeve. Yeah, it's always something to it. Okay, in this month in business history, the date February 4th, 1980, Studio 54 held its closing party on its last night in business. Diana Ross, Richard Gere, Andy Warhol, and Reggie Jackson joined 2,000 people to say goodbye to the historic nightclub. The prelude to that, December 15th, 1974, federal agents armed with search warrants swept through Studio 54 twice in one day, confiscated financial records and a stash of drugs, man. <laughs> the owner Steve Burrell and Ian Shanks, I knew I was going to mess up his name, Schranger, were both sentenced to three and a half years in federal funhouses for skimming profits and evading taxes and a whole bunch of other stuff they didn't charge them for. <laughs> February 4th, 1980, Studio 54 closed business. Okay, we got a good, good one for you this week. Leo the Film Freak's with us. Coming up next, the doctor of retail, Dr. Enzo Caminati, is here. You are listening to The Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back. Well, I just came short of organizing every hair on my head. He's the amazing Dr. Gray. J. Lamar Gray is number one. This is Rick Dees, member FDIC. Always be closing. Always be closing. You are listening to the world-famous Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world, bringing you the business news you really care about. This segment of the Strictly Business Show with Dr. J is brought to you by Taxes by Maya, a Southern California multi-service firm specializing in your tax and business needs. Call 818-998-3548 or go to taxesbymaya.com. That's T-A-X-E-S-B-Y-M-A-Y-A.com and tell them Dr. J told you. Okay, and some quick foodie business. Chipotle is opening up 200 new locations this year, at least. Led by Rockstar CEO Brian Nickel, voted 2020 Business Leader of the Year by Restaurant Business Magazine. They, uh, that will give them a grand total of 3,000 locations coast to coast. They generally open up 130 stores a year. Last year, they opened up 161. 
uh, new locations. They're looking for 15,000 new employees. So if you are looking for a gig and you don't mind slanging burrito bowls, hey, go apply. Look for the local uh, new location near you. They currently have a headcount of 88,000 employees. Chipotle's doing a full year revenue of $6 billion, if you didn't know. That's a lot of burritos. Online sales have spiked 174%. 174%. Wish my money went up that high. And 46% of the company's business is digital, online. Simple as that. Good stuff, man. On the phone with us right now is the doctor of retail, Dr. Enzo Caminati, back with us on Super Sunday. Dr. Enzo, what's going on? What's going on, Dr. J? How are you? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Are you uh, ready for the big game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of ways to go, but <laughs> we'll just watch I, it. Uh, you I know, the it, motivation. It's, uh, yeah, it doesn't. It, when your teams aren't in it, it doesn't uh, have the same oomph. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just drinking alcohol and gaining calories. That's all you're doing. <laughs> That's right. So, Doctor Enzo, Google is doing a special thing for black-owned businesses. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so Google is looking at what they've seen as research and what searches people have been doing. A lot of people are doing like black owned businesses so they can support black owned businesses. Um, so Google now is letting uh, black owned businesses identify themselves as black owned businesses. So when you do a search um, and you want to support a, a black owned business, you, you have that option, right? Um, mm-hmm. They've also added like curbside pickup, um, in-store pickup options as well. So you kind of differentiate your different services. They didn't have these options before. Uh, but they're adding these based on the the searches that people are doing, um, which is it's really good that Google is now you know they're doing that based on the searches and the what people are looking for. Now let me ask you about the black owned business because I'm black mm-hmm. owned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay, if you see my name on a resume, and we've had this conversation, and look at my education, you don't know that. I'm black, so how are they going to know that these aren't white businesses posing or trying to pass as black-owned businesses? I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, well, I hope not. I hope a, a white business doesn't go out that way. I think. Um, I think ninety-five <laughs> percent of the people are going to do the right thing. Let's put it that way. Uh huh. What about if you are a a white man and you're married to a black woman? Can you still claim a black-owned business? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Valid question. Black by injection. <laughs> so when you go in there, they're gonna say, are they gonna have like a sign say black-owned, or it's gonna be an initial like B O B, or what's the deal? Which would be Bob, which would be stupid. No, no. I think um, I think it's just gonna be a selection uh, on the like when you do Google search or you go on Google Maps. It tells you, if, you know, their hours of opening. It tells you a little bit of information about the business. So I think it's just going to be another identifier. Um, so if you want to, if you want to help and you want to promote a small business, especially a minority-owned business, um, then you know you want to go that route. So I think I think it just gives an option to the consumer again. It's all about giving options to the consumers. And last week, Dr. Enzo, doctor of retail, we talked about Toys R Us. They closed their last two stores in the U.S. for good, mm-hmm. and because True Kids brought their intellectual property. Can you explain to us the whole intellectual property advantage or disadvantage? Well, it's a a great advantage. I mean, True Kids, you know, purchased uh, the intellectual property of Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us has been around for over 60 years. They they were started in 1957. 
So they were a brand that you and I know that, you know, our parents know. So there's a lot of, you know, invested consumers and consumers that know the brand. So what True Kids is doing is using that intellectual property, using that name, that brand name, and Jeffrey the giraffe, the giraffe to, mm-hmm. uh, to then maybe revamp and change the way the stores look and make a smaller footprint, but use that, that investment that has been made for over 60 years in the brand to continue it. And do they, I mean, if they wanted to, they could give up, they could sell that brand as well if it's not working for them, but you don't see that happening, do you? No, I think, um, I think from what I'm seeing, I think they're going to they're gonna change their stores to smaller footprints, uh, smaller footprint stores, change a little bit of the layout to have a little bit more gaming, uh, same, you know, toys, Legos, and, and things like that. Uh, but I think they're going to revamp the stores with just a smaller footprint. Remember, Toys R Us were very large stores, um, large overhead. Uh, so with changing the stores to a smaller footprint and then re- revamping them to have more of the gaming uh, so kids would want to go in there, uh, the new generation, I think it's going to bring the name back up. Yeah, for people that don't know, they closed the one in the uh, Galleria in Houston and the one in New Jersey. And Richard Berry, CEO, he's pretty much broken by this. He's not broken. He's broken up a little bit because he planned to open up 10 new stores. This was the they were trying to revive it again. And I still think they have a shot. They definitely have a shot. It's Toys R Us. It's always a shot when it's Toys R Us. Now, yeah, if you think about it. Oh, sorry. Dr. No, go ahead. If you think about it, there's not really many places you can buy toys, right? I mean, of course, you can go to Am- you can go to Walmart, you can go to Amazon, but an actual toy store itself, you yeah. know, that was the last the last one of its kind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you go to Toys R Us as a kid? Because me and Mike G talked about we never went there much because I was in Compton. The closest one is in Gardena, and you saw it from the freeway. But my parents wouldn't dare go over there. No, we did. Um, I remember during the holidays, I think, you know, my, my, I think my mom used to take us and kind of let us pick out like what we wanted. We wouldn't buy it then, of course. She'd say, you tell us we didn't have enough money. And then, you know, Santa would bring us one or two of those things that we selected that day. So, <laughs> but it was like, for, it was for us, it was like a, a field trip. We would spend like hours in there, me and my brother, playing around and playing with toys. <laughs> Make me sad, Dr. Enzo. Hear that, Mike G. Dr. Enzo got to go to Toys R Us. We didn't get to go to Toys R Us. <laughs> we Must had to go nice. to KB Toys. <laughs> and my mother was a big Sears catalog, so we had to pick out the Sears. I had to tear out the Sears catalog page and put it under her door or something. So no Toys R Us for Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're so successful, Dr. Enzo, because you went to Toys R Us. You got a whole new perspective early in life. Now, uh. Let's move over to Men's Warehouse. Now, Men's Warehouse, we talked about this. We were sad about this because Men's Warehouse uh, lost a lot of a lot of uh, business due to the pandemic. And but they're they they too are coming back to life. Yeah, they're also revamping their stores. They're also changing the way the stores uh, look. Um, they're you know making a smaller footprint with the stores. They're actually changing. Pretty interesting. They're changing from you know all like dress wear to now bringing in more casual, more sportswear, um, along with their rental business, and then also adding some uh, digital capabilities like virtual sizing, uh, mirrors, and things like that in the stores. So it's an, it's an evolution uh, for, the, for the, the men's warehouse that I used to know um, yeah. to, to, to what they want to bring in the future. So it's great to see that these brick-and-mortar, you know, these stores are, are changing the way they used to do business. And the way they used to operate um, to bring in a, a new consumer. 
And let's talk about the suit. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Me, you, Mike G, we're in the same generation pretty much. I mean, if we wore a suit today, people would, you might as well stamp an 80s stamp on us. I mean, because suit, you know, the old suits we grew up in put on about 10 pounds because they had the shoulder span, they, they're double breasted. And you always look bigger than you actually were, but you look nice. But now you got the Ryan Seacrest suit where it's like it's like a like a tight pair of pants and this tight jacket that you can't even move around with. There's this little tiny pencil shaped tie. I mean, are they going what are you going to do? With, is that what they're selling now? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're bringing in both. Right? I'm sure they have plenty of fashion to so you can choose your 80s suit if you want, Dr. J. <laughs> or you know the, the, the 2020 suit, um, but I think I think they're going more towards casual. Now, you know, there's not many professions nowadays where you have to wear a suit to go to work and stuff like that. So um, it, it's something that it's not as needed as it was before. Because I can't wear that tight suit. You know the suit I'm talking about, right? That's built for this slink guy. The slink guy. I can't wear this tight suit. suit. Yeah, I can't fit the slim. I will, even if I found a size that fit me. I would look ridiculous. Yeah, they call that look the Jared. <laughs> the Jared looks? That what they call it? Yeah, the Jared. Oh, God, I can't fit that suit. You'd be okay. like an extra large slim fit. <laughs> then I'll split my pants as I sit down. He is the doctor of retail, Dr. Enzo Caminati. Man, thanks for coming on the show again. And you and the fam have a great Super Bowl Sunday, my friend. You do as well. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Wow, the Slim, the Jared. Good Lord. Can you fit that suit, Mike G? Oh, God, no, no. God, crazy old Slim Fit suit. Coming up next is our good friend Leo the Film Freak with the latest movie and streaming business. You are listening to The Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. The Jerry. Mike G, how do you even know that? We'll be right back. He's the amazing Dr. Gray. He's Mr. Organized. He can organize your life too. And if rash develops, discontinue use. Greed is good. Greed is right. Greed works. You are listening to the world-famous Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world, bringing you the business news you really care about. Let's switch over to some movie and streaming business. On the phone right now is Leo the Film Freak. This segment of the Film Freak is brought to you by Fix F-I-X Vodka. Leo, tell us more about Fix Vodka. How you doing, Dr. J? I'm doing good, man. I heard your interview with Marin Milka. She was so great. Fix vodka. I mean, what's not to love about it? I mean, it is a healthier choice. If you gotta go with vodka, you gotta go with fix because it's your digestion. It's gonna be better if you do fix vodka, gluten free, high alkaline. You know what? If you're gonna go out to the nightclub, the next day you're gonna go out to the health club. You got to do it with fixed vodka. So very, very cool. Thank you to Fix. She definitely sold me on the vodka. After talking to her, I wish I could talk to more alcohol owners. Yeah, more and more. The owners are got to get into it. So it's, it's good. All right. Now, the box office really quickly. 
Here is the top five at the box office. Uh, number five is Monster Hunter. Number four, Wonder Woman, 1984. It's made $40 million at the box office. Um, not too good. Number uh, three, Marksman. The Marksman with uh, Liam Neeson. Number two, mm-hmm. The Crudes. Uh, that's made $46 million. And the number one movie at the box office, 2,200 theaters. It's playing on HBO Max. Uh, it is The Little Things with Denzel Washington. They've made $8 million. So this one... Denzel, you know he's solid. He's always solid. Always. Uh, but Jared Leto, he plays the heavy in this one. And to my surprise, uh, this week uh, he was given a Golden Globe nomination, which I just shook my head and said, "What? wow, there are so many great performances, but good for Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Rami Malek, who owned Freddie Mercury in Bohemian yes. Rhapsody. Yes. Uh, in this one, he plays... An LAPD detective, and I just don't buy him as a detective. Just, I just <laughs> don't. And the ending kind of left me a little flat. The little things, uh, you can wait for it. Uh, don't get out there to see it, or uh, you know what? It's just, it's just okay. Leo, quickly, could you ever even think of a bad Denzel movie? I mean, could you think of a Denzel movie you was unhappy with? Oh, a bad Denzel movie? Uh, <laughs> That, that is really, there are so many good ones that kind of, like, fell under the cracks. Like, there's this movie called Fallen. Uh, uh-huh. That was a great one. Uh, you know what, uh, the Pelican Brief, he's always solid in his movies, and uh, that's why he's just, he's just, he's an institution. He's, he's like a Tom Cruise. You know what, today's big Super Bowl Sunday, so let's talk about the top five, and this could be anyone's top five. These are... Really kind of, I just threw them in order, but you know what your favorite is. You don't have to agree with mine. But number five is Denzel Washington. You know what the movie is, right? Boom. No, Remember the Titans. We're talking yeah, about football t- movies. That, that was that was his name? Herman Boom, yeah, the, the character he played. Oh, my God. It was just a, a, a good movie about adversity, uh, yeah. about racism, and, mm-hmm. you know, teaching the kids, you know, something more than football. That's what I remember from that movie. So, really, really good. Uh, number four, Mark Wahlberg, I'm sorry, not bad movie, Invincible. Yeah. Uh, long shot, bartender, walks on to the Philadelphia Eagles, gets a spot, and it's a true story. So that was good. Now, number three, uh, We Are Marshall. M- Matthew McConaughey and Anthony Mackie. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that one. Oh my, it, it is about a a high school football team involved in a plane crash and it wiped out an entire league or an entire team. And oh. this, they, they built back the football program and it is very, very inspiring. It's called We Are Marshall. Marshall is the high school. So that was a cool one. Uh, number two, uh, for the fun of it, Jerry Maguire. Come on. <laughs> of course. Ron Tidwell. You know? Yes. I mean, I mean, he he got the Quan. You know, the marketing dollars. Uh, uh-huh. You know, the spokesman dollars. He, you know, at Cuba Gooding Jr. And that was a great one. Uh, but the number one movie I got to think in football, uh, the ultimate underdog, uh, the inspirational film, and of course I'm going to say Rudy. You know, with uh-huh. John Athens. 
Yeah, oh, but Rudy. you know what? I've got some great runners up. Are you ready? Yes. The Water Boy. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Uh, number three, uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Don Marino. How about an I... Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Okay. You, you couldn't put that in the football movie? <laughs> That's a football movie to me. I mean, Dan yeah. Marino, I mean, that was just the funniest of the funny. And uh, this one is going to get you. Um, any given Sunday, Al Pacino, but L. Cool J played a football player in this film. And I interviewed him, and I asked L. Cool J, I said, when you were filming this movie, did you ever experience soreness? And he said, uh-huh. I'll tell you what, I was so sore, I would sneeze and my ass would hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's great. You know who was sore? Oh uh, you know who was sore on any given Sunday was Jamie Foxx after LL Cool J beat him up. Read about it, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There we go. Mike T, always awesome. Uh, and one thing I like to talk about is the Super Bowl commercials and the movie influence. So what's going on today? Uh, They're paying $5.5 million for a 30-second spot, and they are sold out. So here we go. I'm going to run through some of them, and then here's what you're going to look out for. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Wayne and Garth, Wayne's World, they're doing an Uber Eats commercial with Cardi B uh, as a cameo. So that's one to look out for. Very, anything, very Cardi funny. B in anything, I love. I love Cardi B. Yeah, I mean, super funny, right? <laughs> yeah. And then Doritos 3D uh, has Matthew McConaughey pitching their chips. That's cool. Um, now this one, I don't know about it. Michelob Ultra Seltzer. I haven't been <laughs> won over on those seltzers. Do you guys like those? <laughs> no, I, I'm not a fan. Mike G, your seltzer man? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Don Cheadle is pushing Michelob Ultra Seltzer. Um, oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. The young actor, Timothy Chalamet, and Winona Ryder from Stranger Things, uh, she's turning in a classic. Uh, they, she was in Edward Scissorhands back in 1990. Yeah. Now they're doing a classic remake. They're turning it into a Cadillac commercial. Now, oh, Tim Burton sweet. fans, I'm sure they're going to head straight to Twitter. They're going to voice their happiness or bring out the angry trolls. So look for them I, I, uh, in a Cadillac. I just saw it. I, I've watched it twice. I saw it on Twitter, Leo, like you said. It's fantastic. Um, Edward Scissorhands is a great, great movie, folks. I mean, one of the best production design movies of all time, and the commercial is fantastic. I love Winona Ryder. We're in love. It's real. I love Winona Ryder and Heathers. And, and Timothy <laughs> Chalamet is fantastic. It's a great commercial, folks. Check it out. Oh man! Why would people? Why would people be upset about this? Especially now after Johnny Depp's been canceled. I mean, it's it, it's a great commercial, you guys. Right. I, yep, just, yep. I have, have not seen it. I will look at it after the show. All right, and also Will Ferrell has a funny one uh, with General Motors, and uh, it's got Aquafina in it as well. And <laughs> um, also Serena Williams, she's pu- pushing Michelob Ultra. Uh, Post Malone and Cedric the Entertainer, they're uh, doing a Bud Light commercial. And then there's a big one with Martha Stewart, uh, Leslie David Baker of The Office, John Travolta. They're in their backyard uh, for Miracle Grow. Uh, Dolly Parton (laughs) is uh, doing one. 
uh, called Square Space. It's a digital place for your side hustle. And but the the one the one the one the one to watch is done by Michael B. Jordan. It's a fantastic commercial, oh, and man. it's it's a takeoff on Amazon Alexa. But uh, it, you just will see. It is the funniest commercial I think it will play out, and and we'll talk about it next week. Michael B. Jordan will be the number one commercial. It was just too funny. So look yeah. for that. Leo, before we go, right quick, my favorite football movie of all time, Dr. J's yep. favorite, Wildcats, okay. Goldie Hawn, Wesley Snipes, and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> uh, wild, t- uh, tell me about the, the plot. What was the plot? It, Goldie Hawn coaches a high school football team in the hood. Oh, okay. All right. Just like that. You got to watch it, Leo. He's Leo the Film Freak. Leo, give your Instagram information. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Film Freak Live. Thank you so much. Uh, and also have a fantastic Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, eat some of Mike G's good cooking. <laughs> okay, Leo, have fun with your family. We'll talk to you next time, okay? Sounds great, buddy. All right. He's Leo the Film Freak, man. I don't know what we do without him. Coming up next, our final segment, in case you missed it. You are listening to The Strictly Business Show with with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. I will be back. Artist Rick Dees, and listen, he's a doctor of organization. He's the amazing Dr. Gray, and he will prevent these words in your life. I can't wait to fire you. You are listening to The Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world bringing you the business news you really care about. This portion of the Strictly Business Show with Dr. J is brought to you by the University of Laverne, ranked as one of America's best colleges. Of course it is because Dr. J graduated from there. For more info, go to www.ulv.edu or you can contact Dr. J and I'll tell you all about it. University of Laverne, 11 campuses, four colleges, one university, one love. Also, this uh, portion of the Dr. J Show is also co-sponsored by the University of California at Northridge, otherwise known as the Harvard of the Valley. Check them out at (laughs) csun.edu. Absolutely. Absolutely. State colleges need love, too. Okay, it's time for In Case You Missed It, where we cover the business news that may have snuck by you over your head, under your nose, and sometimes behind your neck. We need some special music for the segment, Mike G, but uh, uh, not now. We'll, we'll work on that in a post-production meeting. So, okay, in foodie business, restaurant workers in New York can start being vaccinated immediately for COVID-19. Cuomo, the Cuomo original schedule was for these workers to be in March, but a bunch of people put a little pressure to the governor, just a little pressure to give the workers the same priority assigned to first responders, teachers, persons age 65 or older, plan 1B. And this is all about pressure, baby. It's all about money. New York got a lot of great eating places there. Some of them are owned by some of the uh, most, uh, some uh, 
some 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 very special individuals that are probably applying a little pressure to them. And of course, they got the restaurant opening up for indoor dining at 25% February 14th, just in time for the St. Valentine's Day massacre. So he he gave in. So now restaurant workers are like first responders. <laughs> Mike G, what do you think about that? Well, I, this is a tough one because I do think that restaurant workers, anybody involved in the service industry has really, you know, been like a first responder in this pandemic, you know, no, no degradation to, you know, our EMTs and firefighters and doctors out there. But they've been, you know, really keeping the same thing, except for restaurant workers have been at home. But, you know, like we talked about the Kroger workers or, you know, people involved in the supply chains. I, I really think, you know, to get the economy back especially um, for the service economy, is that we need to get these restaurants back open. And if that means vaccinating restaurant workers, then I'm all for it. I'd also like to see uh, perhaps barbers get vaccinated because Mike G's mane is unruly right now. <laughs> My barber comes in on appointment only when he can. When the when I was there a couple weeks ago with my sons and a good friend of mine, a friend of the show said, Hey, can I use your barber? And I said, my barber's only referral only. So he was like, nah, I'm not looking for new customers right now. So Dr. J still gets touched up, man. Okay, moving on to some more foodie business. McDonald's on Wednesday said that it has um, entered the next phase of testing a U.S. loyalty program. Oh, this rubs me the wrong way. You know, the loyalty program like they have at Starbucks and Chipotle. You know, McDonald's is all late to the game as usual. I mean, you get 100 points for every dollar you spend. They got four tiers, the 1,500, the 3,000, the 4,500, the 6,000 points. And if you reach 6,000 points, you're probably eating more McDonald's than the Surgeon General wants you to eat. I can assure you of that. And then they got this thing now where you can, it's called My McDonald's. So they're going to have an app where you can order your food ahead of time and pay. And they'll love you and get to know you so much, Mike G, that when you get to the drive through window, the person will know your name. Now, I don't know if I need someone to say, hey, Mike G or Dr. J, how you doing? You're back again <laughs> for crappy food. But here's my thing. Unless you get to the point where you destroy the extra Mac weight lanes, so when I come up to the window after waiting 10 minutes for my food and you say, can you move over there? And we'll have somebody bring your fries to you because we're confused and we don't know what we're doing or somebody called in sick. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to come to the drive through window and you know my name just so you can say, hey, Dr. J, move it along in that special lane that we created because we can't get our S-H-I, you know what, together. I don't want to hear it. I don't know why this happened again, Mike G. I don't know why. What is it? Someone in McDonald's corporate office, tell me why this is a good idea. It's so much a good idea that when you built a McDonald's location or you remodel it, you get the Mac weight lanes. You got two lanes designated to say, hey, we didn't get your crap on time. So go over there and wait in the corner while we help all the people behind you who probably ordered, who couldn't have ordered anything more difficult than you did, a hamburger and fries. But for some reason, you got their hamburger and fries ready before you got my hamburger and fries ready. Or God forbid I asked for a Sunday, Or God forbid I asked for a Diet Coke. I mean... <laughs> I, am I making too much of this? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Dr. J's, he did. But I understand what you mean. I mean, the, the drive-thru is all supposed to be about speed. McDonald's in general is supposed to be about speed. 
And when you get, you know, waved to that secondary parking spot, that's just like the worst feeling in the world. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like you're waiting. You're like, do they forget about me? Do I get out of the car and go in there? This is really weird. There's this weird homeless guy around here. And I just really wonder, you know, if they should have two lanes. There's actually there's McDonald's in my neighborhood that has two drive through lanes. And they should have one where it's like the speed line, where it's like no substitutions, no nothing made to order, just the stuff right off the rack. And then the other land should be reserved for, you know, the more complicated orders. And that way you can get people in and out a lot more quickly. Because like, yeah, when they wave you to that little supplemental area, that's just, uh, that's it's just the worst. worst. It's the worst. Here's I mean, the... it's like being in the bedroom with your lady or somebody's, uh, yeah, you know what? I got to take this phone call first, you know? <laughs> Does that happen often, Doctor J? Um, no. The, the pro <laughs> move. Stories. The pro move, Doctor J. Speaking of you know the loyalty program that McDonald's is offering, the pro move to save a little bit of coin in the drive-through is that if you go to McDonald's on your receipt, on the back of the receipt, there's a survey you can fill out. So yeah. You go online, and now it takes a little bit of time. It takes maybe about the ten minutes. You go online, you complete that survey. They give you a code, and then the next time you come in, you can get buy one get one. Be it buy one egg McMuffin, get a free one. Buy one quarter pounder, get a free one too. And so that's a really sneaky way to save some money at the McDonald's drive-through. You told me that once, Mike G. I didn't know that, and I did take advantage of that several times and got the uh, quarter pounder there. So thank you for that good PSA uh, to save a little money. But you're not going to save time. But um, listen, I've gone to In-N-Out and they have for and In-N-Out never messes up my order. But one time they forgot something. They didn't say pull over to the side. They said, hold on, we'll get it. I've sat at that window. We all have for two or three minutes because In-N-Out smart enough to know we're not going to send you somewhere else. Take somebody out of circulation just to go out there and hang you some food when you can wait an extra minute. Right by the window and get your food okay i have another story i'm going to share about that but i don't have time i got to move on right now i'll share it next time i'll pick up on this crusade some other time but uh, quickly in some sports business naomi osaka who mike g totally loves <laughs> she became part owner of the professional women's soccer team it's called the north carolina courage good for her she's doing a lot of things she's only 23 years old and she's a brand ambassador for louis vuitton and uh, this is a major move for soccer. She's obviously a fan, and she um, she loves doing. She loves uh, being a part of things. She's a mover and a shaker, so good for her. And uh, before we go, let's just address this real quickly, right quick, in our last two minutes or last minute. Man, we know about the country star Morgan Wallen. Mike G, this is you're a fan of this guy. No, I'm not. Not a fan of country music and definitely not a fan of this dude. Okay, well, he's, he got caught saying the N-word. And if people really look at it carefully, he was saying it towards somebody in his clique. So there's another black guy in his clique that he made this reference to. He didn't know he was going to get caught. I don't know the relationship between the two. Maybe they cool like that. You know, we all got close friends with cool like that. I have white friends, Asian friends, Hispanic friends. We've gotten a little racy with our talk towards each other, you know, joking around. But we've never gotten into the racial slur. Uh, behavior. I don't know what I would do if they did that. I like to think I would say no, but I mean, I don't know what their relationship is, but he was suspended from his label and they took him off radio. But apparently right after this happened, people brought 8,000 of his albums and downloaded 14,000 copies of his song. So he's got a whole new group of fans. Now, I don't know if these people are just buying it just out of spite to irritate people. Maybe these are people who like saying the N-word. And they think he's racy for not racist, but racy for doing it. Good for him. And they're trying to stick it to everybody who has a problem with him. 
but it just shows you you're gonna have a fan no matter what. Charles Manson got fan mail to the day he died. Eric Melendez gets proposals through the mail. I mean, you're going to have a fan no matter what. Now, the question is, does he want to have these fans? Okay, because these are the type of fans that will back you up, okay, because you did say the N-word. Now, at the end of the day, I don't really care. I could care less. I could care less. But um, that's that's show business, babe. It sure is. Just one another PSA. I've said this a uh, hundred times, and I'm sure I'm going to say it a hundred more times. Folks, all my white brothers and sisters out there, that word, off limits. It's just as easy as that. Off limits unless you want to fight. <laughs> I'll lose your job. That's going to do it for another wild ride in the Strictly Business Universe this week. I'm Dr. J. Lamar Gray. If you have questions, comments, or criticism, I dare you. Email me at drj at strictlybizshow.com or hit me up on Instagram, Strictly Dr. J. Thanks to my guests, Dr. Enzo and Leo the Film Freak. Thanks always to my super producer, Mike G, and the entire CRN crew. Original show music by my man, Sterling B. Most importantly, thanks to all of you out there who tune in, log on, or download every single chance you get. I really appreciate you spending time for us. Be kind to each other, even if it hurts. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday. It's It's been been a a pleasure. pleasure. And our pleasure was all yours. Hey, what's up? It's Rick Dees. And look at this. I am so excited to be on with Dr. Gray. What? What do you? You got your hands up. What are you doing? I. I want to be on. Do- <laughs> Goodbye.